and I'm Faith, and we are Women of Faith Podcast. Hey, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to our podcast. This is Daisha here, and I will be covering this week's topic entitled How Our Spouse Waters Us and How Our Significant Other Waters Us. Now, in this series, The Well-Watered Woman, we are talking about the different aspects needed to be able to grow and to mature in your walk with Christ and the people, things that are necessary to be able to grow. Last week, Faith covered how we water ourselves, and I'll be covering this topic entitled How Our Spouse and Our Significant Other Actually Waters Us and What is Needed. So Faith did an amazing job. Be sure to check out that episode if you have not already. But let's dig into this amazing topic. I'm so excited to get into it. So let's go. I love talking about relationships. I love talking about Christian relationships and how to live out doing it the right way. Um, and as I read the word and I read the, read the Bible and what the relationship looks like in the word and in the Bible, it makes me excited. Let's, let's jump into it. Let's get into the word. So let's start off with first, what is the role of a woman and a man in a relationship? What does that look like? And how does the Bible speak on that? Before I even get into the different aspects of how they how you water each other, what it what is it that the that the Bible speaks about in regards to these relationships? So the scripture talks about that a husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. A good husband loves his wife unconditionally and is a servant leader just like Christ. A husband loves his wife the way that Christ loves the church. In Ephesians 5, it talks about this. The Bible commands wives to respect their husbands. This means reverencing him, admiring him, and honoring your husband. A good wife values her husband's opinions, admires his, admires his values and character, and is considerate of his needs, such as the need to be needed. Wow. So God has already created the role of a wife, the role of a husband, and how we are already supposed to mesh together. Um, The husband is the head and the wife is the helper and God is over it all. And and when in a marriage, your husband, your wife comes first after God, of course, and then the kids. We're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the spouse and how that works. So like we said, we, we came into, you know, truly what our role is and what that means. So I'm going to read Ephesians 5.30. For Ephesians 5.25 says, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body, As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. 
So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. So two things I really want to focus on within this scripture. Like we said, the Bible clearly speaks on what the role of a wife is, what the role of a husband is. And the two things I want to point out, the last scripture in Ephesians 5, 33 says, So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. So here in the scripture, it says that the man, he needs respect and the wife, she needs love. It never said that the man needed love. Even though we love our husbands, we love our significant other, but it says that he needs our respect. And a woman never even says that we need her, our husband's respect, but it says that we need his love. We need to be loved as the church, as Christ loves the church. That's what we need. Obviously, we need other things as well, but that's the foundation of what is needed and the foundation of what our roles do for each other. So what does a man uh, the foundation, the biblical definition, what does a man do for, for his wife? He loves her the way Christ loved the church. And what does a woman do? She loves him, she, and, but she <laughs> respects his authority. She respects his role as being her husband. Obviously, she loves him. Obviously, her husband is going to respect um, her husband's going to respect her. But those are the main things that is needed. So I want to focus on that. So those are the, that's the foundation of what and how the opposite sex waters the opposite sex. So how I can water my husband is by respecting him, respecting his authority, respecting his, his opinion, respecting his, his role as the head of our house. And that's how I begin to water him and begin to you know, love him the way that Christ has designed for me to, and vice versa, you know, for my husband um, watering me as well. So that's the key. That is the foundation of where you start to be able to water your spouse. Four things that I have that I want to speak on are what are the four major main things that are needed to be able to water your spouse, whether it be your, your wife or your husband, what is needed to be able to water them? Number one, is to know your role biblically. We just talked on the role, what the Bible says about it. So know that role and understand it. Get get a deeper understanding of it. Get it in as many translations as you need to be able to deeply understand it and study it. Number two would be to uplift and encourage and speak life into your spouse. Speaking life, speaking words of encouragement, uplifting is so important in a relationship. It is the key. It is major. Number three would be to lead by example. That is so, so important because sometimes, you know, you may be looking for your spouse to be a certain kind of way and we're waiting for them to do it before we do it. <laughs> but sometimes we have to be mature enough to do it within ourselves first until they get to a place where they can do it themselves. So lead by example. Number four protect and cover which is an amazing one sometimes with the role of a man and a wife sometimes we believe that the male is the only one that is protecting but as a woman we protect as well and we don't protect necessarily in a physical aspect we protect uh spiritually in prayer and fasting recovering our husband with, with prayer and fasting um in those ways 
So protection and covering is on both ends, not just the husband being the covering, but the wife covers and protects in the slightest ways, you know, in the, in the most subtle ways in praying and, and fasting. And her husband may not even know that she's doing it, but the whole time she's covering him. So that is important as well. So let's dig deeper, deeper into each topic. We've already discussed the first one is to know your role biblically, which we talked about in Ephesians 5. Now I want to get into the second one, which is uplifting, encouraging, and speaking life. And what that entails, what that means, and what that looks like. So Ephesians 4, the Amplified Version, verse 29 says, Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. It is so important that we guard our mouths. Our words are powerful. Our words are seeds and what we speak is what will come to pass. So if you, if you don't like something about your spouse, if something bothers you about your spouse, don't speak negatively about them in regards to that. Speak positively about it. Maybe you met your spouse and maybe they have an issue with consistently reading their Bible or consistently spending time with the Lord. They may be saved, but they may not have that, you know, every single day um, being sold out to God type of relationship. You could nag them. You could, you know, say, oh, why you don't do this? Or why, why you don't do that? You could literally be on top of them, discouraging them and making them feel bad about them not doing it. Or you can encourage them and say, you know, babe, you know, I, I really would love for us to read the Bible together. You know, I really, I really love when you did this, that time and when, when we, you know, went to church together, like encourage them, speak life into them. Don't look at it always in a negative aspect. Speak life about it and pray about it. Speak positive words because your words are powerful. And that comes with any, any aspect of your life. So if even in regards to you know, things that you want to do within your own life. Speak positive words, speak uplifting words, because words are powerful. And what you say, you will have. So say, 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 say to your husband or say to your wife, you will do this. You will do that. Even if you feel uncomfortable saying it to them, to their face, say it when you're in your prayer room, say it when you're to yourself, speak it out loud and say what they will be. And, and and keep that that mindset, keep that mind frame going forward because it will it will truly wholeheartedly make an impact. And over time, I promise you, I guarantee you, you will see the fruit of the words that you have spoken. You will see the words that you have planted become a harvest, and you'll be able to see those those fruit being shown in your spouse. I promise you it will happen. I've seen it happen time after time. Um, it may be frustrating in the season. It may be frustrating in the moment with you not seeing the, the fruit initially, but can stay consistent. Stay consistent and continue to speak life, to continue to speak the word over your spouse. And I guarantee you, you will see a harvest. Um, the second thing, I'm sorry, the third um key is to lead by example and that is that is the key it's just like you know when you are you have you have children 
and your kids are watching you do little things. Over time, you'll see your kids starting to say certain phrases that you say, or they start to do out, they start to act out certain behaviors that you act out because they've seen you do it. And you, you'll turn around and you'll laugh at it because, you know, they're, they're children and it's funny. But as they get older, that same thing may not be funny because they're an adult and it may be looked at as being disrespectful. So it's very important that you w- watch your behavior. You watch how you act, how you respond to things, because people around you will see that and they may mim- they may mimic that. So in, in relationships, whether it be something in regards to you having patience, right? Say your spouse does not have patience and maybe you don't either. For me personally, I had to, <laughs> I've had to practice learning patience and understanding. And with my um, fiance, we would have issues because both of us don't really have as much patience. So we would bump heads. And honestly, I had to get to a place where I was mature enough within myself to say, even if he does not develop patience, if I do it, and I give him grace, if I get a show, show patience and I show self-control, then he will start to. And when I did that, I began to see the fruit of that labor. I began to see that come back. It literally is like seed time and harvest. Literally everything that you do, that you say, is planting a seed. And even with you doing it and them not doing it, I guarantee you that over time, you'll be able to see that fruit being um, displayed in their life as well. So like I said, lead by example. And I want to bring up the scripture. I want to read it very quickly that speaks on that. And it says, in the same way you you wives must accept the authority of your husbands, that even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. So a lot of times we see women who will date men who are not saved, who are not Christian. Um, and that is called being unequally yoked. Um, and they may marry them before they you know, get close to God and before they actually develop a relationship with God. So they may not have known that before they got married. So they they get closer to God, they develop this relationship, but their husband is still not saved. So they become discouraged because they're they're on this new walk, they're on this new journey, but they're doing it by themselves. And they wish that their spouse would be doing it with them. And they try to kind of bring them in. But most of the time, a lot of times it's hard, you know, to, to bring a man that is not saved or does not know of God into Christ. So you run into, you know, cut to conflict and you constantly are hitting a brick wall when it comes to it because you're trying to make him do it. And that is not the role. Um, the man should be the one leading you. So it becomes it comes an issue. But the Bible, as we just read now, says that as a wife, if you are leading by example, if you are living pure, if you are living holy, if, you, if he sees you praying, if he sees you fasting, if he sees your life changing, He's going to want to understand who, who, who is this guy that she speaks of? Like what, what has gotten into her? Because not only will it affect you spiritually, but it will begin to affect your life uh, physically. You'll begin to change and develop new, more positive um, aspects in your life in regards to your relationship. And he'll start to see changes in you in that aspect. And he's like, he's, he's basically trying to figure out what has gotten into you. <laughs> and because of that, 
that will draw him closer to God. And thank thank the Lord for his word, because his word cannot come back void. His word must come to pass. So, ladies, if you are out there and you are married to someone who is not saved, who does not know the Lord, stay prayed up, stay consistent. God can save him and God will save him. Continue to do what you're supposed to do. Continue to remain in his word. Continue to cry out to him for the sake of your husband. To ladies who are single, I do not advise that you marry a man that is not saved. It is not good to be unequally yoked. It's one thing if you don't have the information, if you did not know, but now you do. Somebody is telling you that you do not want to marry a man that is unequally yoked. He must be a man of God, a Christian man who can lead you in your walk, who can lead by example. I promise that if if you get into a relationship with a man, knowing that you should not do it, (laughs) knowing that that you've been given this knowledge, it's not going to be easy because you're constantly going to be in conflict. You're constantly going to be trying to fight against him spiritually and The main foundation of a marriage or the main foundation of a relationship is Christ. So if y'all don't have that, the relationship will not last. So ladies, hear me out. If you're already married, continue to pray and ask God to help. But if you are not, do not get into a relationship with a man who was not saved. I'm begging you not to do it. I'm begging you to seek God for the man of God that he has for you. Wait on the Lord. He will not fail you. He will bring the right man to you. So the last one that I want to touch on is to protect and to cover. And like I said, a lot of times when it comes to protection, we automatically think that that is the man's sole role. The man protects, the man covers a lot of times, you know, physically. He also protects us spiritually for praying for the family and being, being an example. But the woman as well, she is supposed to be a covering for her husband spiritually. When he's out there in the workforce, when he's out there um, in the world, praying for him consistently every single day on your knees, anointing your family, anointing your husband, and, and, and fasting in those situations when things honestly need more than just praying but you need to fast you know doing those spiritual things behind the scenes honestly that that quote that says that behind every good man is a phenomenal woman that is the key that is that is true because what is holding that man up is your prayers what is holding that man up is your fasting so that the covering works on both ends and it is so needed it is so needed um, in my walk with Christ, um, and engaging in my relationship and just preparing for marriage, I realized just how important it is for me to be connected and covering my fiance with prayer daily, because there are so many, um, uh, spirits, so many, uh, attacks that happen in the spirit realm that we as women have to always be on alert. We have to always be in prayer for them because they are always going to be if there's always going to be something that's, that's trying to come in, that's trying to derail or, or trying to break up your family. But as a woman, that is something that you have to constantly go to the Lord with in prayer. 
because the enemy will try. <laughs> but we as women of faith, we have to constantly tell the, tell the enemy, uh-uh, you will not prevail. <laughs> you will not win. You can't have my family. You can't have my husband. You can't have my health. You have to constantly, every single day, speak life over your family. And the same with your husband. So listen, I hope that this was a blessing to you. Um, these tips were a blessing to me. And as I began and have I have been preparing myself for marriage, these things have been the main things that I have been doing and that God has taught me to do. So let's recap. So the first is to know your role biblically. Study the word. Study what the word says about the role of a wife, the role of a husband. Uplift, number two, is to uplift, encourage, and to speak life. Number three is to lead by example. And number four is to protect and cover. And just to go back onto the first thing that I said, a woman, she needs love. As women, we want to be baby we want to be treated and 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 like a we want to be romanced okay that's that's what gets a woman going that's what gets us just being the most feminine and just relaxed our 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 loving selves we need love we need that soft spot of our husband and a man he needs our respect he needs our admiration he needs us to honor him um and to respect his 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 values to respect his character to respect his opinions that's what a man needs so keep that in mind um and to the single ladies out there look at listen to all of these these things and write them down so that when you find um your your the the a mate or someone that you feel as though that could possibly be the one take these 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 things these traits and practice them you know ask god to show you um who's for you um, because you don't want to get into a situation where you get with a guy and later on you find out that he's not for you and you're already years in, you know, you want to be able to be sure that you are dating intentionally so that you don't have to go through four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys to find the one God can, he can, he can bring you the right man for you the first time you don't have to date Jim, Bob, Craig, listen, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. If you pray, God, I don't want to date all these people. I want you to bring my husband to me. God will do it. Trust the process. Trust the Lord and be patient and waiting for him to come. And in your waiting season, ask the Lord to prepare you for it. Ask him to teach you what you need to be taught. Ask him to heal you from everything that has hurt you and allow him to do it. Allow him to build you up. And in your season of singleness, ladies, get closer to God and develop relationship with him and seek him like you cannot seek him anymore. Because when you get into a relationship with a, with a man, when you get married, when you have children, that will change. You know, you won't have as much time to spend with the Lord the way that you did before when you were single. So take this time and enjoy it and learn all that you can learn. So I hope this was a blessing to you all. I loved recording this. I loved actually talking about this. Um, and I think that maybe the next one that we do, I'll feature my fiance to come on and talk to you guys but have a blessed afternoon morning whatever time you are listening to this we love you all 
talk to you guys on the next episode. Have a blessed day.